good morning. Well, good morning, Brian. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? Wow. I'm all right. Yeah. Um, I got a little excited when I saw the invitation because it was inviting you, me, and Kevin. Yeah. That- no, but I figured I would send it just in case. We might get lucky. Okay. Wishing him well anyways, because I check in with him every now and then. Yeah. Uh, so I'll send him a message and be like, dude. <laughs> we need anyways, you. So uh, you want to get started? What are we talking Let's about? Let's get today? started. I mean, we have so much to Let's talk about. Let's tell people who we are oh, and what we're all about. So why don't you do. start with that one? Well, I mean, this is the legendary, I mean, mm-hmm. infamous podcast. Worldwide worldwide on every continent except for antarctica right yeah we still still don't have antarctica but we're not gonna rule it out though we'll get it we'll get it we'll get it we're international the internationally renowned three for tea (laughs) and i am the master of tea and uh my name is brian and who am i joined by you're joined by the one and only sylvia sylvia rose and i am the hostess with the mostess and you have an and AKA. What what else are you known for? Because I'm you also, also known, have. Yes, I also have another podcast. I'm a busy girl, and yeah. I'm also known as Tracy O'Malley on that podcast. That's right. I couldn't go with my real name, Sylvia Rose, because then my school would know who I was. So I go should, by Miss O'Malley. You should just fun. do Sylvia Rose O'Malley Dubois uh, Saint James Cartier Dupree. Okay, that would be a great one. Um, so I have to tell you, I have this student. Sorry, listeners. I am the I am the hostess with the most stories. So I'll I'll get right into one. Brian, I have this student that you would love. He's he's just a he's a treasure. He is funny. He is witty. He's quick. He's smart. He's gay. He's gay. I was gonna say. <laughs> he's gay. <laughs> This is not a straight boy we're talking about. Right. He does. He's just so grown up like and he does inside jokes with me all the time. And I love this kid. And he's a huge RuPaul's Drag Race fan. So he tries to get away with calling me Elizabeth. And I'm like, that's not my name. And then he tries to get away with calling just names that aren't my name. Right. And and um, yesterday I was. Miss Isabel Brooks. <laughs> <laughs> That's and I was like, I kind of like that one. I'm not <laughs> mad at that. And so then we had a conversation about RuPaul's Drag Race. Anyway, so uh, I had a, I'm the hostess with the mostest stories. I had, I had a student also come to me with RuPaul because apparently RuPaul is making an appearance in this new Trolls movie, which we've been discussing. Oh, the I podcast. didn't because your yeah. friend Justin Timberlake is going to be is singing a song. So immediately yeah. she came to me and she was like, do you know who's in the new Trolls movie? And I was like, yes. <laughs> you know, because I was thinking <laughs> she was going to say Justin Timberlake. And she goes, RuPaul. And I got all excited. And she goes, yes, queen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. And this girl is definitely on the spectrum. She is autistic, but in the best ways possible. I mean, oh, it's nice. just... It's not a hindrance at all. It's a gift for this kid. She is one of those people that can tell you everything about literature that I can't even. Oh. I, she will be telling me, she'll be like, um, I'm reading Great Expectations right now by this. I can't remember who wrote it. I don't even know. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'll be like, wasn't Gwyneth Paltrow in the movie? She's like, no. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, I think you're thinking of um, Emma. Emma, okay. She corrected uh, me. Excuse me. Uh, that's great. That's great. Kids are so much fun, and it's so great being a teacher most of the time. Most a lot of the, of the time. time it's, it's bullshit. But I have that boy in that room. What's interesting about that boy in that room is that there are two girls who are, he's their bestie. And I was like, girls, you don't know what it's like to have a best friend who's gay. Keep yep. this one. Like, yep. Keep him. You, you need all him need in your one. Life. Everybody needs yes. one. And, um, you know, he's the cheerleader. He's not on the cheer squad. He's the team manager. Like he's, he needs, he thinks he's the assistant principal at our school. He goes <laughs> to our staff meetings. That's swear funny. to God. He shows up in staff meetings. He says, uh, Miss, I was in the meeting the other day and I saw you were on your phone. I was like, yes, I was playing backgammon because that's what I do at meetings. <laughs> and he said, so I was like, so what did they say? And he told me what I missed in the meeting. Wow. Anyways, um, so let's get to the important stuff. News you uh, can use. My God, what is happening in this world? I know. But start with, uh, you want to do news or entertainment? What do you want to go with? Well, that? I mean, we can pick it up where we left off last week with Israel and... Oh the destruction that is going on on the Gaza Strip right now, it's really, really kind of jarring if you see it on the news. And I don't even watch the news, but I watch YouTube clips of it and uh-huh. entire buildings and hospitals being blown up oh, and coming down. It's... And it's it's something <sighs> that I did not think that I would see again in my lifetime, but it's happening. And I feel like we're going to get very much involved in it. And I don't think we should. I do not trust Israel. I don't trust Netanyahu. I'm not saying that I'm for Hamas. I'm not saying that I'm for the destruction that Hamas has caused or the kidnapping and torture of people that they are putting, putting on social media. It's ruthless. It's ruthless. It's putting on social media too. It reminds me of that. It reminds me of that time when we had first invaded Iraq and they were releasing videos of beheadings. Do you remember that? I don't like that kind of stuff. I it's hate not that. My jam. Me I too. hate that, oh. and it, it hurts my soul to see it. So this is getting to the point where don't watch it. I can't watch it. Yeah, it's getting to the point where I can't watch the news anymore. But at the same time, I want to be informed. Exactly. So, where do you go from that comp, that um, that place between informed and enraged? And I and I, but I still don't think Hamas just up in one day like said, "Oh, we're going to go attack Israel just because we." Oh feel yeah, like it. no, this something happened that nobody so, is talking about. Oh, I don't know about that. I um, I just know that it wasn't. It, it, this thing has been planned for a long time. The way they activated it, it seems. Anyways, yeah, oh, I don't, sorry, I do. listeners, it's the realities of our world. And I know. And very controversial. Sure. You may agree or disagree with us, but, you know, if you are mm-hmm. pro-Israel, I'm not saying that I'm not pro-Israel. They are our allies, but I just don't trust Netanyahu. He was too buddy-buddy with Trump. He is a dictator as far as I'm concerned, so... Okay. You know, I, I know. don't really have enough information to form that opinion. I'd have to really... Like I said last week on this subject, I'm ignorant and I should be ashamed. This is where we need Kevin. Um, exactly. So, Kevin, I know you're not listening, but we're going to reach out to you and see how you're doing. I'm going to text and, him right uh, We'll just tell you how much we miss you and need you. <laughs> I know. You're our political correspondent. Okay, so what else can we talk about with news you can use? How about the whole clown situation in the Congress? What is happening? The whole, oh, well, 
I like, guess Jim Jordan is not getting the speaker nomination. No, no, he said he checked out something happened. Uh, and now we got Byron Donalds in the link, in the loop. He's oh, I did not hear that. Oh, yeah, he threw his hat and he was nominated. There were some people I talked to that say, oh, he doesn't stand a chance, but I don't know who he's up against. So how do you um, know he doesn't stand a chance? Well, wasn't Hakeem Jeffries one of the Well, yeah, he's a Democrat, right? He's yes, but Democrat. he was getting more he was getting more votes than Jim Jordan right. last and time I heard. And we want that to happen. That I would be that so would funny. Be really funny. And we don't I mean, know anything about politics. We're missing our political correspondent. I know. But it sounds like it would be funny. And, uh, and they would hate that. Can you imagine this would just blow up in Matt Gates' face and people would hate him even more because even he started more. all this shit. Yeah, he's just gross. He's he's he even has the face of somebody who's not right. So I have a special message from Kevin, and he says he would love to join us, but he does not really understand the Israel stuff himself. Uh, yeah, see, so. we as Americans kind of dropped the ball in history class on that one, didn't we? Well, I mean, it's just something that's been going on for, for so decades. long. Yes. Yeah. It's, this is not new, but the level of destruction because of modern warfare and modern technologies and is, the fact is that something. we can see it in an instant correct that's huge too. that's that has to play a part of it yeah so uh and those crazy news people who are taking their um, lives and I going know. over there what are they thinking i i they must get paid a lot of money i would not There'd be it no wouldn't way. happen because you know what? That slack jacket and that helmet isn't going to stop a building that no. falls on you. I won't even go in. I won't even let a, a kid who says, fuck you, be in my classroom. Why would I be there? No. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I be there? There's no way. That's so funny. Uh, I, I love that you can just dismiss him from your classroom when he tells you fuck you because I think I have a whole thing I have to go through. Oh, we have a whole And usually thing. the kids, they've empowered those children. Oh, and, I know. Uh, they win every time. So I stopped playing their game. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so what else in news you can use? So our, our Jim Jordan's out, Brian Donaldson's in, or Donald's is in. Um, we'll see, yeah. And it's another weekend. They shouldn't be able to go home. I know. What do you mean we're going home for the weekend? Your job isn't done. If we had right. a jury, we'd send them to work. Right. We don't send them home. What are you talking about? Ay, ay, ay. And, and if you're a Republican, <laughs> um, what are you saying about this nonsense? Oh, they've been, they know, they know that this is a mess. They've been coming yeah, they out do. of these votes and getting interviewed, and they're all pissed off. Um, yeah, apparently you're right. Because... Some of them are even getting threatened. By, oh, isn't that crazy? Yeah, because they're not voting for Jim Jordan. And apparently Jim Jordan had to make a statement about it saying, stop threatening people for not voting for me, which is just crazy. It is crazy. But you know how I know the Republicans are um, seeing that it's a nightmare is because I have two people on Facebook that I unfollowed, <laughs> but they're still there. And I unfollowed them because they're Republicans and they're like huge Trumpsters. So every now and then I'll skulk on that, you know, I'll go in on their page. I don't know what they call that. Is that stalking? Um, um, yeah, yeah, Facebook stalking. Yeah, it's normal. Okay, so, I'll, but it's not like, they're on my friends, so they don't, whatever. So I go in and I look, and they're even posting things about, like, Congress all being clowns and stuff. So yeah, it is they a, get it. Yeah, it's a clown it. car. Yeah, they get it. They showed a picture of the, like, the the meeting. You know, they're all in the meeting, and they're all just as clowns. It was really pretty funny. 
Uh, yeah. And I was like, wow, if these diehard Trumpsters are, are showing these memes, then the, the, the Republicans get it. It's just that fucking crazy little section of them. Yeah, it is. It oh, is. Yeah, and speaking yeah, of yeah. Trump, I am reading right now Cassidy Hutchinson's book. If you oh. uh, don't remember who she is, she worked for Mark Meadows, who worked for Trump. And uh, her book is very enlightening. It starts out very boring with like her life and as a child and blah blah blah. Right, because care. nobody cares about we her. don't care about they all that. We want to get to the good stuff. <laughs> so if you fast forward a couple chapters and you get to the dirt, <laughs> it's just it's insane what happened is when Trump really? was president. Yeah, it it really um, is. Does she does she address the fact that she? like allowed it like stayed part yes. of it yes is anything what is that all about i've seen her in oh, a yeah. couple of interviews she's very well spoken she looks she's, like a lovely young woman she is uh, that's, that's smart that's and, the problem too is that she was very young she was like 22 23 oh when that she got explains everything yes that explains so everything she just did yeah. not have the moral compass yet to know when to say no and she yeah. thought this was her boss and she would get fired if she went against and him. And this is so. the president. Right, Correct. right. It's, an, it's, it's certainly, we can excuse a lot of behavior from 20-year-olds. I'm oh, sure. yes. Oh, yes. Uh, you're, you're not, yes. You're, your moral compass is not formed until you are in your late 20s, early 30s, at least not for me. Yeah, I don't think people get it until they're in their 30s for sure. They really don't. Um, Here's a question. And we just lost it... all of our below 20 listeners. <laughs> oh, all five of sorry. them. <laughs> sorry, girls. Oopsie. They might come back when RuPaul comes back and we have a, you know, a, a conversation about RuPaul. Well, Anyways, we have, we um, have Canada's Drag Race coming up, but go ahead. Sorry. Oh, we have to talk about that when we get to entertainment. Uh, so is the book worth a read or worth a listen? Because I would do uh, it on tape. Yeah, it's. Uh, I did it on. Or tape should as well. I just let somebody tell me the gist of it? Because I've I heard the gist of it. She's been on every talk show. Yep, I every would morning say, show. Yep, I would say you've probably heard the gist of it then. Okay, all right. If you it's find not really, really worth really it. Juicy. Okay. And then well, um, um, the other book that I just picked up also that just came up on Friday is Rachel Maddow's new book called Prequel. So if you haven't started that, it's She's called the another smarty pants, isn't she? It's called the American Fight Against Fascism. So oh, it is... should be a good one. Okay, let us know as time progresses as you read through it how it's going. Yes. Um. All right. What else is in news you, you can use? Uh. Well, we have to, we can't miss something. That would be terrible. People I know. Like, Wait, you didn't even talk about what. But I feel like that's pretty much all that's going on is the Israel-Gaza stuff. And um, But you know, oh, one thing that did happen, if you didn't realize, do you remember Joran Vandersloot? Oh, yes. Tell that story yeah. to our listeners so, who might not be aware. Joran Vandersloot was in Aruba on um, vacation, and he had met a girl named Natalie Holloway. And Natalie Holloway was never seen again after she ended up spending a night with Joran Vandersloot. Well, Joran Vandersloot for decades has denied anything and even tried to extort the parents for money. Um, and, and, you know, in exchange, he would give, like, uh, information as to where her He was body... trying to extort from the mother of the woman Correct. he killed. And they did pay him for that. And then he gave them false information. Well, now he says he has found God. And oh, he... is that why he told? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Uh -huh. Oh, I didn't know that. This yeah. is even grosser than I uh -huh. thought. Yeah, so he's found God, and he wants to make sure that uh, 
he doesn't cause the family any more harm. He made a statement and apologized to them and said that he had bludgeoned her and basically dumped her body in the ocean and never saw her body again. Because she said no to his advances. Correct. She was trying to say no, uh, and he killed her. Yep. And everybody knew, and it was decades ago. How long ago was that? 10, 20, uh, 30 years ago? 30, this is anyways. probably. I think it's probably about 20 years ago because right after that, he also got convicted for murdering a girl whose last name was Flores. I can't remember her first name. Yeah, um, something Flores. She probably wasn't a pretty blonde girl, so the media didn't spend a lot of time on it. Well, that's pretty blonde the, white girl. That's where they linked the DNA to him, and act, that's why he actually got captured and convicted. They could never link the DNA to Natalie Holloway because they never found her body. Correct, because they couldn't find her. Uh, well, he's a piece of shit, he and is. he shall rot in hell now that he believes in God. God's going to put you in hell, dude. You killed two women. And I'm so glad that time has not been kind to him. He looks like he's been hit by a brick truck since oh, he's been yeah. in prison. Yeah, like those looks, boyish uh, good looks are no longer there. So he looks like a, you know, he yeah. Looks nasty. So um, the interesting thing about that case is how it's connected to the John Benet Ramsey case. Do you know that story? I don't think so. Like the mother, one of the parents of the mother of this. Now girl, I feel Natalie like this Holloway. is crime. Now I feel like we're on Crime Junkie. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no. I don't know um, what you're talking about. I believe, and I could be wrong, listeners, remember, this is one of those podcasts where you come for fun facts and sometimes unfacts. So I believe the mother of Natalie Holloway is now married to the father of John Benet Ramsey. No. We you could you Google that for Oh Claire my before? god. Let's because see. I mean, that's a crime junkie's dream come true. You know, a murder Reno or whoever you are listening to. Yeah, it says Beth Holloway, Natalie Holloway's mother, found herself facing profound changes after the heart-wrenching disappearance of her daughter, Natalie. Her life took an unexpected turn when she decided to divorce her first husband, Dave Holloway, to eventually marry George Jug Twitty. George Twitty? Who's who's George Twitty? I have no idea. Hmm. Okay. Well... Misinformation once again, unfacts, but I got to find out where I heard that information because there's yeah. probably other things I believe that aren't true. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard uh, of that. Okay. That All would right. be too I good. I heard it on one of my podcasts and I, you know, anyways. Um, yeah, so other news you can use. Did you see that Sarah Huckabee Sanders signed into law <laughs> that you can't use like woke language or something and you no. have to always refer to people like giving birth as women? She's just as crazy as Sarah fucking Huckabee. DeSantis. Yeah, yeah, she's as crazy as DeSantis. Yeah, she is. Rhonda is on his role and everybody's talking about those boots again. The high heels? Don't know. <laughs> Rhonda Santis, also known as Rhonda Santis, had a picture taken with him. He's sitting down on a couch or something, and he's got uh, yes. these big cowboy boots on. And yes. the whole thing is that he wears lifts. Yes, he does. So he wears lifts. They're that clear, was clearly great, lifts. Great news. Um, clearly, a good couple inches that he's getting yeah. from those shoes. Yeah. And he's so gross. Did you see that he sent uh, a plane to get people out of Gaza or wherever? And now he's acting like he's this big hero. No. Like he did a good thing. I'm not going to lie. Great. He got some people out of there. 
but you know, lots of people did. But he's throwing, uh, throwing it around like <laughs> like he's a hero, and he's not a hero. He's he not a hero. Job. He did his job. He just bare. That. He did the bare minimum. Right. I'm surprised he didn't take the plane to Martha's Vineyard, though. That's that's what I surprises know. me. Did you see there was a follow-up to that story recently? I think it might have been on one of those Sunday morning shows. No, I did not. That they talked to the people who had gone on that plane, and they were basically rounded up and cheated and lied to and sent there. Oh, I'm sure. And the guys, the people of Martha's Vineyard were great, and they were like, you know, tourists had already gone home, so it was a very small community by then. And they took these people in, and they helped them, and they got them where they needed to be and what they needed to do. And there are a few people still live on the island and work on the island. And, you know, he just is such a gross, disgusting human being. I like to hear that it kind of worked out for those people. Well, everything he does backfires. Everything. Literally. Yeah, no- that's nothing, probably true. Nothing ever works out for this man. So... <laughs> You know. oh, all right, let's get off of the politics and on yeah. To, do we um do we need to take a break yet? Is it too soon? I don't know I how do. long we've been. Okay. Yeah, we're at twenty five. Oh, perfect. Why don't we take a break and we'll take we a come break back, and come back and we'll talk do some entertainment. Maybe. Yes, which is basically right. Brittany. Anyways, all right, let's get back to, because we have some entertainment news to talk about. Oh, so, God, let me pull it back, all up, because there's so many. Welcome back. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about. Let's start, can I just start <sighs> with something real quick? About, you might as well, um, because once we start with Britney, it's going to be I a know, while. That's so. why I want to get past, let's save Britney for just before the, the music, okay? okay? All right, my first thing is. We sadly lost Suzanne Summers. You oh, know, she that's was right. an icon. I don't care who you are. Everybody knows Chrissy Snow. Uh, she may have annoyed every one of us, but she is definitely she was an icon, and people are really sad to see her, her death. Yeah. So, I mean, who else could have thought of the Thigh Master after all? Exactly. And get so rich about it. <laughs> I mean, we would not have yoga rings without the thigh master. We would not have. She set such a trend with that one particular product. Yes. And didn't she, was it she that was fired because she asked for more money? Correct. She asked to be what what was being paid to um, uh, Jack Tripper. Jack Tripper, (laughs) whose name I can't remember his real name. Um, Um, Oh, shit. And he died. I know. John Ritter. John Ritter. Who was uh, a great physical comedian. Just oh, amazing. He was fantastic. He was fantastic. And whatever happened to what's her name? Joyce DeWitt. Nobody knows. Oh, nobody cares. Joyce DeWitt. Okay. I dug up some dirt. So they did oh, not. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. After Three's Company, Joyce DeWitt was a bitch. And she oh, would not. So. She would not talk about Three's Company or Suzanne Summers. And Suzanne Summers went on the record. And she was like, I don't know why. Because I thought we were all good. But Joyce DeWitt was in an interview one time, and I looked it up on YouTube, right? And they started talking about Chrissy Snow and why, you know, what what was Three's Company like after she left? And she got up and she's like, stop the camera, stop rolling, I'm leaving. And she was just such... Oh, shit. Yeah, she was not happy about it. But then, like, 10 years later, Suzanne Summers had a talk show or a web web show or something like that. And Joyce DeWitt came on and they had made amends. 
Oh, they had. Okay, I thought it was going to be a cat fight. That would have no. been a better show. <laughs> I know, that would be better. Oh, wow, I didn't know all of that. Yes. I don't care about that kind of stuff. But, well, she um, didn't keep in contact with any of the cast, including John Ritter, after the show ended. And she so, made a she made a statement saying that she would never put all of her eggs in one basket anymore. That's why she started Thighmaster and her aerobics company and all these different products that she had her name on. Okay, well, good for her. But I still wonder, we all have to do some research on where is she now, Joyce DeWitt? <laughs> dead. Isn't she dead? Is she dead? Okay, yes. listeners, again, fun facts and unfacts, and this could be another... Who was that? It was Bernadette Peters, right? Right. That Kevin thought was dead. You better look that up, mister. Because I'm we looking have it up to right now. Or deny it. Um, that would mean all three of them are dead? Let's see. Oh, no. She's 74. Oh, okay. She's alive. She, what is she? Does she have a. In thing? recent years, Joyce DeWitt has done a handful of feature films, including 2018's The Savant. And 2022's Ask Me to Dance. Born, uh, in June 2023, she starred in the Davison Brothers Band music video for Home. I have no idea who that is. It's country. Yeah, no, I have idea. no idea. Any of it. So, yeah, she's still alive. She's still alive. Okay, so there we go. Those were unfacts when he called her dead. Corrected uh, unfacts. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So we did lose Suzanne Summers this this week, and that was unfortunate. Yeah, and so then the guy left. who played Rocky, remember? Yes, not Rocky, the, coach. the guy who played Rocky's manager, the coach. Yeah, um, the coach. Yes. So that was sad to see too. Uh, and then we were going to talk. Brian, did you get a chance to catch up on Survivor? I did not. Okay, you're you're no. dead to me right now. I was watching. I was. I'm watching... three episodes in now. I'm caught up. And our listeners are dying to talk about it. Well, let's talk uh, about I'm it. Sure. I mean, give me the gist. What's the premise this this season? What's the uh, twist? What's different? So far, what I've seen is different is... I haven't really seen much different yet. There's three tribes. Um, they have that thing where they have to decide whether they're going to try the contest and they lose their votes. Lots of losing votes and finding votes and hidden immunities and and puzzles like here's a thing you got to figure out you got this advantage but you got to figure out what it means to find is, the idol and it's a lot of puzzly stuff I is love there stuff. a redemption island or anything like that no sorry nothing wow. like that that okay. i'm aware of but there's there's you know only a couple episodes in there's 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 like a tribe shift it's not the merge it's a tribe sort of shift, probably which is just, interesting. Probably just to shake up alliances. That's yeah. It was good TV. Uh, I think it was probably. Um, I don't want to say much more because it'll give away all of the episodes. So, uh, just try to get a get a handle on it. What were you watching instead of Survivor? And I have a couple things on TV and podcasts to talk about. Okay, them. so on Netflix, I was watching The Devil in Court, which was. Uh, the story, the true story behind The Conjuring Part Three, which is scary as hell. Let me tell you. Wait a minute. I don't know. I don't know why I'm even writing these words down. I just wrote The Devil in Court, and I'm afraid now I'm going to get haunted. It is. What is that's what I was about? afraid of because it has actual audio of these exorcisms, 
and you can like hear this kid who is definitely not a kid. He's supposed to be 11 years old, but he's possessed, right? And they have the actual audio recording of him being exercised. And it's just the things that come out of his mouth. You just, it's so scary. It's one of those things where you're like, I think I'm inviting something into my house yeah, I think that I'm I don't cross want. those words right off of my <laughs> paper. All four of them. They each got their own X out. And then oh. I'm going to squiggle lines over it so later I can't read it. And it's yeah, a mini no, series, so it keeps going. And then we also oh. have American Horror Story. And if you're not watching that, it's actually pretty good. I don't want to give anything away if you're not watching it, but Kim Kardashian is in it. And that I'm is not turning. It. I never and that will. Is, that is turning a lot of people off to the actual series. Just because she's in it. Just because good. she's in it. It's good to know that there are some people with some real values. <laughs> and, and Emma they Roberts. Value, uh, and that they value good acting. And um, Emma, not watching a lot of, that. And a lot of people don't like Emma Roberts either. Are you, you know? serious? I didn't know that part. Well, she is uh, the son of... Um, the daughter of... Uh, I'm sorry, the daughter, the son of. <laughs> she, the is, of she is the daughter of Eric Roberts and the niece of uh, Julia, Julia Roberts. And apparently she is more than controversial. Because, you know, in that show, Evan Peters was on it prior, right? He was, in, he was on that show since, I think, Murder House. Um, I don't know who that is, and I didn't watch it after the first or second season. Right, the first one was Murder House, yeah. Okay, and he played the boy? And he played the boy. And then he played the boy in every season from there on. Correct, correct, yes. So So I know him. Well, they dated Emma Roberts and, and, um, oh, I've already forgotten his name, Evan Peters. And uh, apparently Emma Roberts was extremely abusive. Physically, oh, mentally, she also stalked him. He had to get a restraining order against her. And oh, my. Yeah, so now I guess the creators of American Horror Story have chosen Emma Roberts over Evan Peters, even though he's been on the show for all of these years. So there's a lot of controversy in this season itself just based on who's on well, it who's not. As as a person who has no dog in the race, and I don't even care, but... I can only think right now that half of their audience aren't watching anymore. No, they're not because Kim Kardashian's on because, it. Because, well, no, that's another whole piece of the pie. They're going to lose so much of their audience. One, Kim Kardashian's on it. And two, you took the star of the show out. You, you took the star of the to show. Some people, to some people, you took the wrong star of the show. Exactly. So, yeah, they're going to go. They're going to, hmm, let's see what happens. Yeah, and let's apparently Jessica... Jessica Lang refuses to work with them anymore because she was not happy about how she was treated on the show. So there's oh, a lot okay. of things going on with American Horror Story. But well, as we know, we can say now officially the writer's strike is over. It is. Yeah. So and and, and that is good because who was writing these shows before? No, uh, who knows? Nobody. They were probably uh, written was... before the writer's strike. And I read something, Brian and listeners. If we want to go back to just real quick, remember Drew Barrymore got in big trouble because she was going to go yes. break the strike line? Well, from what I heard, after the strike was over, her writers wouldn't go back to her. Is yes, that that's true? true. Yes. Oh, okay. They were boycotting so, her, yeah. So I think she yeah. had to hire new writers, yeah. 
I wonder how that worked out for her. Well, ah, you know. Drew Barrymore is not one of those people that does not need writers. She's not a comedian. She's not witty like Rosie O'Donnell oh. or all these people. Oh, no. So. She couldn't carry it on her own. For no. Sure, for Absolutely sure. Absolutely not. She, you know what? She's, don't worry about Drew Barrymore. She has enough money. Okay, so the, we're not going to talk about Survivor. We were going to talk about we're going to talk this about is Brian's Brady. big day, and I'm just going to sit back and add well, a little ooh and ah every now and then because Brian oh my God. take it from here, and I'll <laughs> pipe in when I when I feel like I can or if I have anything to say. Okay, so go so, ahead. so Brittany's new book called The Woman in Me is supposed to come out on the 24th, and apparently it's already been released in Mexico, which is causing all of these leaks to be had all over the internet. I don't know why. You would well, release what? a book prior because right. in these times that we live in, it doesn't matter where you release it. Back in the day, you could probably get away with that. You could probably get yeah, away with releasing a book. Sense. Right. That doesn't even make sense. So apparently now the book is out. Excerpts are coming out about it. And one of the biggest headlines this week that really kind of floored me was that uh, apparently Brittany was pregnant with Justin's baby and they both decided to terminate the pregnancy. And that was a big revelation. So this is coming from, let's see. Can I just pipe in one second here? Yeah, yeah you're glad. For the fact that we have lost, women have lost the rights to choose these days. Right. I think that's nobody's business. And the fact that she put that out there makes her look awful to me. Because You mean to Justin Timberlake? To Justin Timberlake, yeah, he didn't, he didn't, he, yeah, I, I don't think that was a good, um, I don't like it. Something about it I don't like, Brian, especially in, now that women are fighting for those rights. Well, it's a private thing that happens between a woman or doctor and the, you know, I don't know. Go ahead. I'm, keep I'm sure a lot of our listeners will agree with you, but the article yeah. itself does read that new details are being revealed about the unplanned pregnancy between Justin and Brittany. The, formal cu- the former couple dated for only three years from 1999 to 2002. And how All- old were they at that point? Mm, they were 17, 18, 19. Okay. Yeah. So and they were children. They were children. so young. And three years in children dating years is like dog years. So go yep. ahead. Although the relationship was full of allegations of infidelities, the two had never opened up. Uh, on the unplanned pregnancy until Britney's memoir, The Woman in Me. In an excerpt from the book, Britney opened up about the unplanned pregnancy. Quote, it was a surprise, but for me, it wasn't a tragedy. I love Justin so much, I always expected us to have a family together one day. This would just be uh, much earlier than I anticipated she wrote in her memoir, but Justin definitely wasn't happy about the pregnancy. He said he wasn't ready to have a baby in his life uh, and that they were both way too young. I don't know, quote, I don't know if that was the right decision. If it had been left up to me, I never would have had it done. But yet Justin was so sure that he didn't want to be a father, she continues adding, to this day, it's one of the most agonizing things I've ever experienced in my life. Okay, I didn't think I'd have a lot to say (laughs) about this, but I'm going back and forth in my head with this thing because there are still people out there. You said some people will agree with me that she shouldn't have thrown it out there. 
And then there are people out there that are saying, no, it's her right, it's her body, her choice, and that's what we're fighting for. So this issue, this is going to cause a lot of people to uh, really grapple with something, don't you think? Well, I think so too. Or they'll just not grapple and they'll just right away judge and decide on her side or his side, depending on where you feel. Because how do you feel about that, Brian? As a male... (laughs) who's in love with Brittany and hates Justin. How do you feel about that? Uh, As a male, I do feel like it was definitely um, her choice to do what she wants with her body if she did not feel like she was ready for a baby, but that's not what it seems to be. It seems like she was actually all for having a baby, and Justin didn't want that to happen, and she went along with what Justin wanted. And what was probably the correct decision for them both at the time. And that also leads us to, in today's politics, a lot of states, a lot of people don't have that option anymore. Yes. It's not a, it's not a thing. No, it's disgusting. Here's, here's the thing. I just hope, cause I don't know. I don't know the players. I hope that that choice was made and she wasn't forced into it. I hope she doesn't come across. I hope people don't take it like that. I hope it was a decision that was made by both of them. It wasn't what she would have chosen if she were to choose by herself. And I hope he wasn't a dick about it. You're going to think he was a dick about it. And he well, made her have the abortion. I always think he's a dick, but. Right, right. Yeah. So, and I have no, I don't know if he's a dick or not. I don't even care. But anyway, so she's telling that story. What other story is she divulging to us in this memoir? Uh, well, she's admitting that she did have um, infidelities with Justin okay. Timberlake, but she's also accusing that he had infidelities with other women as okay. well. But one of the major infidelities that she is admitting to is with Wade Robson, which I've talked to. I've talked about on the podcast many, many times. Right. Uh, Can you refresh us again? Who is that guy? So Wade Robson. Yep. He was famous for choreographing. He was well. First, he was famous because he won a Pepsi contest to dance with Michael Jackson in a Pepsi commercial when he was five or six years old. A little kid, yeah. Right. Okay. So ever since then, he's been in the dance community, and he has turned into one of the best and most sought-after choreographers in the industry. Oh, nice. Good for him. Yep. He ended up suing Michael Jackson for sexual Mm -hmm. uh, misconduct. I guess she would call it misconduct. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what else to call it. That case was thrown out. So, and apparently it's coming back now. Apparently they're going back into court for the whole thing. I'm not exactly sure what's going on with that case. But he was also famous for choreographing Janet Jackson, Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, NSYNC. He did the entire celebrity tour for NSYNC. So this is not okay. somebody who was... Or is needing money from anybody. Okay, okay. so, so he's legit. Seems to be legit. He's, he's very legit, but at the time, uh, it was rumored that he had an affair with Britney Spears behind Justin Timberlake's back. That is now coming to fruition, and they're both admitting to it. So, it yep, it did happen. So that is that is another big thing that's coming out of her book that was released, you know, four days early in Mexico. <laughs> okay which is so weird to me so weird she, you know but uh anyways maybe it's a 
it's genius and all these little leaks are done on purpose and it's going to sell more books I well she's number one right now on the book charts and uh the book hasn't even come out hasn't so. even dropped yet that's crazy yeah all right so we have that to look forward to and yeah. then uh is that what else do we have for entertainment news anything else well i think that should about do it really because we're at 50 now uh, and we have quick. to and we have quick quick give a podcast shout out to a podcast oh. that i'm listening to go for it it's called your own backyard and i don't know if i've talked about it before but there's there seems to be i guess maybe there's many series but this one is about Kristen smart the girl that was missing in cal poly tech california mm -hmm. polytechnical college yep, i remember uh what a great podcast this guy's digging in it's really good so if you're interested in these true crime unsolved crime type things uh, give it a listen. It's called Your Own Back, Our No, Your Own Backyard. And this one is The Disappearance of Kristen Smart. So give that a listen if you're not already listening to it. And uh, also, don't forget today's Florida teacher. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, and don't forget today's Florida teacher. It's a great podcast, but we also need to talk about the podcast with Rosie O'Donnell about Lyle yes. Menendez. We, we could probably have a whole episode about that. We don't have time to talk about it right now. Right, but we I would, gave it I would a love, before. I would love to know your opinion about that because I've been doing some digging on that. Oh, you have. I'd have I to have. do some, some more digging. But it was interesting. I learned a lot. Like I said last time, we discussed it real quick. I learned a lot because I wasn't paying attention. Those were my years of working and being a full-time student. It was it was a busy, busy time in my life. Right, right. Uh, so formative, formative I, years. Yes, I would have to certainly go back and do some research, but I wouldn't be opposed to that. So, yeah, okay. let's give that a listen. Uh, yep. uh, give that um, some time. So, and, listeners, make a note of that. Next episode, we will be diving into the Lyle Menendez petition. Oh, next episode? I have to listen. <laughs> I'm doing all this research <laughs> between now and next Sunday. Okay. All so, right. So, about um, the petition for both of them to be released from prison. Okay. It's so interesting the way rules and courts and laws work. Uh, it, it's amazing the power of social media. You know what? Um, you could either take this little part out or leave it in, but I have a friend who's a lawyer, um, not lawyering. She's, she, I know her because she's a teacher, but she's a lawyer. Maybe she would be a guest with us for that episode. I bet. Would you like that or would that be something that you're like, nah? We'll do it on our own. No, we could do that. All right, let me check. Let, let me touch base with her, and then um, I'll still try to give it some research. Okay, you can cut that part out if you want. If you don't, okay. I don't care. All right, so yes, okay, Lyle Menendez. We're going to do a deep dive on that. Speaking of deep dive, let's go then. Let's to the go. Deep dive on Melissa Etheridge's second uh, album. It's such a good album called Brave and Crazy. How many times did you listen to You Can Sleep While I Drive? Oh, it's the week? best song on the album. It's my favorite song she's ever done. I know, that's why you picked it. That's why yep. you picked it. Yeah. Um, but that's not so? the, the only good song on the album. The whole album is amazing. And if you didn't know it, Bruce, uh, not Bruce Springsteen. Um, Bruce Springsteen is a huge influence on her, by the way. Uh, but if you didn't know it, Bono from U2 plays harmonica on this album. Uh, peppered throughout the songs. Every time you hear a harmonica, it's Bono from U2. I playing. had no idea. Yep. And this is her second album. She was not necessarily a huge name 
at this point. She no, was no. <clears throat> Melissa Etheridge, just so you guys know, for those of for those youngins out there who Children. weren't who weren't around when <laughs> Here she released we go. this We're album. We're sending our 20 year olds again. <laughs> we can't she do re- it. She released this album in 1980 fucking nine. All right. So this is a while ago. And uh, apparently she has sold just over half a million copies in the United States. And that might not seem like a lot, but artists today don't even touch that number. Um, but back in the day, we didn't have streaming. So if you wanted the album, you had to buy it. So um, Melissa Etheridge. Remember those days, right? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. Melissa so Etheridge is one of those artists that she literally dug her boots because she doesn't wear heels. She dug her boots in the ground and she really did put in the work until she had something pay off. But it was many, many albums prior to her actually getting her big hit, which was um, the album. Oh, I can't even remember the name of it now. Well, see, what I remember is the first album she did was Melissa Etheridge, and it was in 1988. With the red cover, correct. Yes, that was her first album. And that was amazing. But that's her... the one I saw her do. She basically played that album when I saw her in concert open for Little Feet. She was but amazing. She's amazing. And she probably just played with her an acoustic guitar. And that's the best way to see her live. It's exactly, <clears throat> exactly right. And we, I'm telling you, we were, our jaws were dropped. Like at the end of it, we yep. all just looked at each other and we were like, holy shit yeah i know i gotta find out who that was because we didn't know you know they tell you who the opening act is when they when they come out we didn't listen we didn't know well that album that album came out in 1988 you know that was that was back in the day (laughs) i don't even i'm giving away my age i know and then she had Um, another album after brave and crazy called never enough and that still was not her breakthrough it wasn't until 93 which yes, one it, was that? Oh, was, yes, I am. Yes, I am. Which, which, yeah, that was a big one. Oh yeah, which had so many hits on it. Come to my window. I'm the only one. If I wanted to, I mean, that was a big album for her. But Brave and Crazy wasn't anything to sneeze at. I mean, she had some really good songs. No souvenirs is the first song. Then Brave oh, and yeah, Crazy. Yep. Um, she had a song called The Angels, which I really like. And then You Can Sleep While I Drive, of course. Um. I mean, this album itself is one of my favorite albums she's ever done. It's just simple. It's not overproduced. It's her and a drummer and her acoustic guitar. And that's it. So she's, she's amazing. She, her voice was different than anything you'd really heard. Yeah. Like in that era. I mean, we've heard voices like that back in the day. But at that time, she was kind of a new sound. Yeah. And I think... And I think, because I remember having this conversation with the people I saw her with when we were at that concert, our conversation was at that point, you know, she's not singing about boys, right? <laughs> <laughs> and some of the people at the, in the group of us were like, are you sure it could be about boys? Because it never, never really was defined. No, she it, did not come Every out until... one of those songs, never did you say uh, as a boy or a girl. So that conversation was being had before the album, Yes, I Am, came out. So, yep. And that's yep. essentially when she came out. Was with the album, Yes, I Am. And that was her response to it. The, the title of the album was her response to all the controversy from her first three albums. So All the questions. All the questions. Um, so, yes, great album. 
great pick of an album. Oh my God, it was it was great to listen to some of those songs. Again, I listened to it like kind on shuffle. So I got some other uh, Melissa Etheridge in with it, which was fun to have because I hadn't listened to a lot of that music in a long time. Well, it was also the album that kind of broke her internationally because she was not, you know, before before this album, before Brave and Crazy, she did have that that first album, which was a hit, but it was a hit because she toured behind it. It wasn't a hit because she got released and had a, a radio hit. She actually yes. like toured behind it. She worked it. She opened up for literally everybody. So this album, Little Feet actually, included, Little Feet <laughs> included. So when this album came out, it actually went international, and like in Australia, it went to number nine. In, no kidding. In Germany, it was number seven. In Sweden, it was number forty. Which Swedish people they love their pop music. For, so for this album to go to number forty, you know it was good. And then okay. um, in the U.S., ended up reaching number twenty-two on the U.S. top two uh, Billboard two hundred charts. That's it was pretty good. Yep, it's been certified platinum in the U.S. It's been certified uh, double gold in Canada, um, which is uh, 200,000 copies, uh, a million copies. Just just so our listeners know, a million copies is platinum and 100,000 copies is gold. Wow. And what is Miss Melissa Etheridge doing these days? Do you have any idea? Um, well, she's not taking a break from releasing any albums i can tell you that let me go back oh, for sure oh She's yeah got albums out now absolutely she just released one um so her last album let me get to it here okay i just clicked on melissa Etheridge and i came to news and what listen to the title of this article 16 alt rock albums that turned 30 this year and serve to remind you that death is right around the corner <laughs> <laughs> that's funny oh shit i'm clicking on that and her, she must have one of those albums on this list that's turning 30. That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, well, death is just around the corner. She had um, an album in 2021 called One One Way Out. She had an album in 2019 called The Medicine Show. In 2016, called Memphis Rock and Soul. She had one in 2014 called This Is Me. So she's not taking a break. At she's all. not stopping. Yeah, she's, she's not uh, stopping. Not and she had, stopping. And somewhere in here, somewhere through, I'm going to say 2001 through 2007, she had cancer, breast cancer. So those albums, oh. right, those albums right I there. I forgot about that. I know yeah. that. I forgot about that. Remember okay. when she shaved her head and everything? Yes, yes. Now it's all coming back to me. Yeah. Oh, I get you now. All right. Yeah. So, and let's not forget that her. Me? Well, let's not forget that one of her kids is also fathered by David Crosby. If you that don't was, remember that, that was, um, and that was sort of uh, edge cutting, or you know, I don't know what to call that. But it was good for them that they yeah. got to have a child and that they wanted children. Um, yeah. What did they call that? Controversial? Was that mm. controversial at the time? Or was I it think still... so. Yeah, I think it might have been. I think so. Um, yeah. So, God, she's been around a long time. That, yeah. that album's like 35 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And what else do you have? Anything else? I'm trying to... I'm well, trying to... Um, drag it out because i don't have an album picked so i'm going through <laughs> my 
my song list of albums. So go ahead. What else do you have about her? So I might be a little distracted. Well, that's that's pretty much all. I, I mean, unless we're going into other albums for Brave and Crazy, that's pretty much all I had for Melissa Etheridge. And since we're trying to limit it just to albums instead of artists, yeah. that's pretty much all I had for Brave and Crazy. I just really enjoyed listening to it again. It was something that I had not heard in quite a while since high school. Yeah. She comes up shuffled into some of my, if I'm listening to like my own music that's on my phone, she'll come up every now and then. And it's good to listen to. But I, like you said, I have not really sat down and listened to her in a really long time. Yeah. Um, okay. So listeners, this is the part where I have to pick the album. <laughs> this and is your spot. I'm working on it. I don't want to disappoint. I don't want to pick some album of someone we've already done so it makes it a little bit hard um and i don't want to bomb brian out either so i'm gonna throw this out here because it came up soon and early in my list and i'm gonna do the album that's called boston by the band that's called boston Boston. (laughs) boston by boston i'm gonna go boston by i love I love Boston just for their album covers. You could never tell, I could never tell you one album from the next because they all look exactly alike. Oh, do they? All their album covers, they have like spaceships and shit all over them. And like, (laughs) it used to be a thing. Album covers, ladies and gentlemen, especially you youngsters who have never seen an album, used to be a work of art. It it was part of the album experience. So, uh, so get out there, listeners and Brian, and listen to Boston by Boston. Oh, you don't have to tell and, me. I've heard them. I know and, it. I, uh, I could sing. I could sing every word of that album from the beginning to the end. I, I probably. I know how many seconds are in between each song to get could, to the next one. It's I'm not ridiculous that bad. how often I listen. This is yeah, one of my bad. dad's childhood favorites. So every time he would put, like when we lived in the Cayman Islands, for the a oh very. Oh my god! Wait! Stop! 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 You lived in the Cayman Islands? For a very brief time. My dad was running a timeshare down there. So for a while there, we had very limited entertainment. So Boston was one of the albums that he would put on (laughs) all the time. And you know what the other one was? What? That my dad loved. Out of the Blue. Out of the... (laughs) Out of... By Debbie Gibson. By Debbie Gibson. (laughs) I was going to throw in something, but not as campy as that. Oh, and Abigail. Oh, Abigail, maybe we'll do that album someday. But this week we're going to do Boston, and it's a real throwback for me, and I can't wait. And listeners, uh, keep in touch. Like, give us some um, more feedback. We really need it. And, Brian, where is it we can be found again? Uh, Three for T, one, two, three on all of our social medias. On every single one of them. All right. Well, Brian, it was great catching up. Listeners, it was great catching up with you, too. And, uh, Happy Sunday and this uh yeah, I'm gonna get this podcast out. Day. It's it's only noon yes. right now, so you guys should have this podcast ready in a couple hours. All right, you do it. You do it, mister. And everyone, peace out and do your best at doing your best. That's right. All right. Have bye. a great week. Bye.